challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to start by telling you some very exciting news about how you can get my new book, Men on Fire. My publisher, Baker Publishing, uh, has just given us some great news. Uh, If you are wanting to buy 20 or more of this book, uh, we now have a way for you to not only get a 40% discount, but to also get free shipping. We're very, very excited about this. This is better than you can get elsewhere. It's better than I could give you directly. Um, And our publisher, this has always been a cause for us. It's one of the reasons the publisher has decided uh, to do the book only in paperback rather than start with expensive hardback, uh, which, you know, during coronavirus and some of the economic downturn just makes it harder for men to get it. So we see this as a movement book. We see this as something that's feeding a movement and that we want to encourage as a movement. So what's exciting about this news and about this uh, wonderful act of generosity by Baker Books uh, is that now... If you will contact us, if you want bulk orders, we can respond and let you know how you can place an order where you're going to get 40% off 20 or more books. And that can range into the thousands. Some people are ordering thousands for their big church events and things like that. And they can get that that discount on that uh, and also get free shipping. Pretty amazing. Now, what I want to talk to you about in addition to that, although I'm thrilled for you to know that and thrilled for you to act on it, again, 20 books or more, you can get 40% off and free shipping. Pretty pretty exciting. And again, that's that's far beyond what you can get uh, on Amazon. And frankly, on Amazon, you can't do gigantic orders. It's just for individuals. So this is pretty exciting news. But I want to talk to you about something else, uh, not just to sell books, but I want to just quickly survey with you the seven fires that I have described in Men on Fire. In Men on Fire, uh, I have listed seven fires that I believe need to burn in the souls of men. You guys recall that I had written Mansfield's Book of Manly Men. It was a big hit. Got a lot of men turned towards the path towards noble manhood. Uh, It identified the four maxims, and then it told the stories of great men in history. And it got a lot of guys lit up. And we had some very fortunate things happen in in promoting the book. Lynn Beck did a big show on it and said it was going to change America, etc. Got a lot of attention. It was on Fox, other programs. Uh, on CNN, on 700 Club, all of it just just went very well, lots of radio. And so we got got, got this book, Feeding a Movement. Uh, when I finished that book, I thought a lot about what I was seeing with men, and I realized I needed to encourage them to build bands of brothers. So I wrote another little movement book uh, called Building Your Band of Brothers. And you see that all over our social media, and you can easily get it sent to you with no problem. But still, as I looked at what I saw in men, as I looked at them, even after they perhaps read my two books, even when they were part of the big events worldwide we were doing for men, I just realized there was something missing in the individual men I would talk to and hang with. And I took notes over a period of time, thought, prayed, watched, and I came to the conclusion that there were seven fires on the inside of a man, that a man could be part of a great man's movement. He could have a band of brothers. He could be pursuing uh, noble and righteous and great manhood. But if these fires weren't being tended in his soul, 
there would still be something missing. So I've just finished this book. I've written this most personal personal of all my books. Let me just talk you through real quickly the seven fires. The first fire I talk about is the fire of heritage. Now, I've talked about this in this podcast before. I believe that men need to have burning in them, need to be shaped in their hearts by what comes down through their family line, what what is deposited in them uh, from their people, uh, from their history as a tribe, as a people, as, as an ethnicity, and yes, as a nationality. Uh, I believe there's nobility uh, in being, of course, Hispanic or being Asian or being black or being white, whatever. There, I believe there's nobility in your family line. Uh, I, I believe there are things that you're part of your heritage that need to take up residence in you, that need to live in you. And I tell stories in this chapter, uh, not just about big, exciting things that happened with the power of heritage, but also men who were challenged in finding something noble in their family lines. But, But when they found it, it changed everything for them. A man is meant to have burning within him. I'll use my favorite illustration, a fire that is that is stoked by what is good and true and noble and comes down through his family line. So he says, I'm part of this. This lives in me. This is part of who I am. Uh, Not only as a black person, not only as an Asian person, uh, not only as an American, but uh, specifically as a man, as I've received things from my fathers. This is an extremely important part of who we are men, and we need to walk it through. The second chapter, I talk about the fire of battle. Much of what it means to be a man is about battling for things. Now, I don't mean punching people and being violent. Of course, I don't mean that. You know, I believe just the opposite. I do want guys to know how to defend themselves and their families and basic moves, basic taking care of the home, basic ability to handle themselves if something comes up. Uh, but I, but this is not a brawler's podcast. This is not a gun owner's podcast. This is not about the martial arts. The battling I'm talking about is the way a man's got to battle for mastery over himself. He's got to battle for his friends. He's got to know how to go to war for his wife and his children when things are coming against them. He's got to know how to take a stand. He's got to know how to man the borders of what's been given to him to tend and to encourage and to say grace over, as they say humorously. Battling is an important part of it. And we've lost a lot of that um, because the the warrior uh, approach, the warrior themes and a lot of our faiths has been drained away uh, because many of us don't live close to martial or warrior culture. I grew up in the military, military grandfather, military father, military brother-in-law, military everywhere. And I speak a lot in military culture. I lecture at West Point in the Naval Academy. And so I'm close to all of that. I just, I'd have a lot of buddies there in DC. You can't swing a cat without hitting a guy in uniform. It's just constantly uh, what's present for me, but it's not for every man. And statistics show that most families don't have anybody uh, in in near proximity who's ever served in uniform. So we lose that sense of even a natural uh, martial code. But I, I believe it's important. I even start this chapter with seven prayers of a warrior that come from scripture. And then I go on to talk about how we can keep this alive. We've got to have, we got to see ourselves as warriors, not as brawlers, not as violent people, not as bullies, but as men who know how to war, fight the invisible wars uh, that are necessary so we can be normal, no, uh, noble men, man. Noble men is what I was trying to say. Uh, then the third one is the fire of destiny. Uh, I believe 
that we are all made with a purpose. I believe that God made us and I believe we are made with a purpose. And I don't believe a man really comes into his own. He doesn't really fulfill his, uh, isn't really all pistons aren't firing in his soul until he understands the idea of destiny and until he seeks to fulfill it. So I talk about that in this chapter. I talk about what it means uh, to have a destiny. I talk about what it means to take hold uh, of what your purpose is and to live out a noble purpose and to live out a noble purpose in manly terms. So that fire of destiny is important. When I see a man who doesn't have that fire on the inside of him, he's not fueled uh, by a passion to fulfill his destiny. There's always something missing. There's always a malaise. There's always, he's always a bit adrift. And so I address that in this chapter. The fourth chapter is the fire of friendship. I believe one of the great gifts of men is the ability to have friendships. I believe their friendships ought to shape them, ought to change them, ought to fuel them. Uh, The presence of my friends and my mind and my soul, even when they're nowhere near, is profound. It shapes me. I think about their counsel. I think about their words to me. I think about their expectations of me. Um, I I think about how much I love them and, and, and am committed to them. Um, and how much they're committed to me. And, and it becomes a force in my soul. I think the fire of friendship should live in us. And I describe in the chapter some of the friendships that have changed history uh, and the way friendships ought to work in our souls and the way it's, it's important. And I think this is a companion chapter to my little booklet, Building Your Band of Brothers. But I, but I just strongly, men in our generation are losing friendships. They're committing suicide out of loneliness. We have to recover the art of manly friendship. And I believe that this chapter will at least get you started. Uh, number five is the fire of love. And uh, that may sound very romantic novel kind of uh, themed, but uh, much of what it means to be a man is about love. You love your family. You love the cause. You love your work. You love your your buddies. You, you, you love your nation. You love your God. Um, you know, to be a good husband, to be a good father, to be a good friend, uh, to be a good politician and servant in the in the public square. All of that requires a form of love. And yet we know that love dims. Uh, love goes away. People lose. People fall out of love. They get divorced. And I talk in this chapter. So I think it's one of my most insightful chapters, and I'm not bragging. I think it brings something to men that they don't normally think about, and that is one of the great gifts of men is that they have the ability to vision, to envision, to see things in the future that aren't yet, and to live in terms of them. In ter- in, when they do psychological aptitude tests, they actually confirm that men are actually, as a group, uh, more adept at this than women are. Now, women are, don't get haughty, guys, because women are superior in almost every other area of aptitude. Men have only two, abstract thought and aggression. Uh, the word aggression is used psychologically there, meaning the ability to, to, to passionately and strongly pursue something once they have a vision. So, using this gift of vision to maintain love is what I talk about in this chapter. And it's not going to be all romantic novelish when you read it. It's going to change you and it's going to help you keep the fire of love going uh, in your life. And that's, that's on every front that you have. Uh, Another one, number six, very, very important is the fire of legacy. Every man, every good, noble, and true man wants to leave a legacy for the next generation, wants to have something survive him, wants to have something that, that, that is said of him and is true and continues to have an impact after his death. And I'm a big believer that men, to be good men, need to contemplate their deaths and, and think about their deaths. You've heard me quote many times the words from Churchill that when the tones of life ring false, men should refer 
to the tuning fork of death. In other words, when we think about death, when we do as the ancients did, and even they would, they would assign their letters, memento mori, and it meant remember death, remember that you will die. What was the idea? To be depressed? No. It was to think about your death and what your life would be like and how long you would live and what you would leave afterwards and to allow your death to be a motivating force in achieving and accomplishing and doing good in the world. I think that's what we ought to do. So I talk strongly about the fire of legacy. And then finally, I talk about the fire of God. Now, that sounds like a very churchy, religious-y maybe uh, kind of theme, but I talk about the fire of God, and I really take on in this chapter the fact that much of the masculine content has been drained out of our faith. Uh, it's been drained out of our, our faith. So I, I, I cite a fantastic teaching uh, by Rabbi Daniel Lappin, a man I admire very much, um, I've been into his house for Shabbat dinner, Bev and I, uh, we love him very much. And um, he, he taught something where he just showed from his own faith and, of course, the, the, the connection there to Christianity. Um, I won't spoil the story for you, but he describes a, a very familiar uh, event in history, in, in, in religious history and human history, um, that has been retold in a way and misunderstood so that the manly content's drained out of it. The way we approach Jesus you know, in a bathrobe carrying a sheep in most church art, uh, church art. Um, not the, the very masculine, challenged, uh, hard-hitting, tough world living uh, Jesus that was reality, a man who was hunted every day of his life, uh, a, a, man, a man who hung out with other men, they pushed each other in the water and, you know, belched there after their meals. And they were men, they were men, they were men, they were fishermen, and they were, they were guys living on the road. And and they were they lived as men, and Jesus lived as a man, and he was a manly man. And and um, I, I describe the way that's often not brought forth in much of the way that we talk about Jesus. So I want I want men to reconnect with God, not let religion and the religious systems turn them off uh, to God, and to realize He's the author of their manhood. He wants to walk in noble manhood with them, and so they've got to rekindle a fire for God. Now. These are the things, these are the seven fires. And by the way, when all of them are described, I then talk about a ritual I want to see men do at retreats and backyards with the young at initiations uh, that I think will help seal these things into our hearts and make them passions that we'll pursue. I, I'm not just trying to sell books when I say I think this is the most important book for men I've ever written. It's actually, I think, one of the best books I've ever written. And it's not about Stephen Mansfield. It's about the impact we can have. So let's let's enlist uh, together in uh, the cause of getting this book and all the literature out. Get John Eldridge's books out. Get Gordon Dalby's books out. Use um, Use the ability and the reach and the influence that you have to put good books in the hands of men and build a noble men's movement around you. Uh, I want you to be your own manly entrepreneur, so to speak. I want you to use your world and your contacts and your influence and your home and your hobbies and your gifts to influence men. We're in a critical time in history um, and we need good, noble, righteous, great, honorable men to arise, encourage each other, help rescue the young, uh, help be stabilizers in our society, and help live our lives for the glory of God. I think we can turn righteous manhood in our generation from the downward trajectory that it's on. And my book is a part of it. It's not all of it, but it's a part of it. So I want you to get it. I want you to read it. And I want you to take advantage of this, uh, this very, very generous offer uh, by my publisher 
to allow you to get, if you order 20 books or more, a 40% discount with free shipping. Pretty amazing. And some of you are li- who are listening, you pastor huge churches, you've got a big reach, you got a lot of men you influence. Let's, let's have an impact. Let's deepen this thing. And I wrote this specifically and simply so a man could work through it numerically, work through with other men. There are questions at the end of every chapter that are all meant to be processed in a group. And then, of course, we can seal this thing with a great ritual with some awesome eating afterwards. <laughs> all right, let's be the men we're called to be. And part of being a great and noble man uh, is that you are influencing other men and you are changing the course of manhood in your generation. Let's do it together because this is one of the arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 